live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Locked and loaded right here on rumble.com slash LFA TV. And this is Live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God fearing, and God loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip hop patriot, broadcasting from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And of course, there's my boy, producer Eli. What up, Eli? What's going on, LFA family? Happy New Year. Get ready to rock. This is going to be a rocky year. Eli says it's going to be a rocky year. That's okay. We've got the armor of God on right here, ladies and gentlemen. Give us a shout-out. Let us know who you are and where you're watching from, and we'll give you a shout-out as well. How about that? Garko65 in the building. Scotty in the house. Everybody, make sure you continue to pray for Scotty and his family. His father-in-law passed this weekend. DeClues is in the building. Chick73 is here. How are you? KC, how are you? Roxanne is in the building. Alley Cat is here. Happy New Year. Mr. Ted is in the building. Dixie from Texas is here. T. Collins, ready to start the new year. Jennifer from Tennessee. Mocha Powered is here. Michelle Girl is here. Logan is here. Maga Maga is here. Jessica O'Brien from Florida is here. Lord Fishy is in the building today on this New Year's Day. Debbie from Arizona is here. Happy New Year. Louise is here. How are you doing? Good to see you. Well, folks, Happy New Year again. Thank you for being here. If you joined in on um, Rise Up this morning, it was a very good Rise Up show, and we all got reacclimated as well back to each other again after uh, a few days off. Uh, it seems like the, the bottom ticker is not on, so we'll make sure that we get that ticker working real quick. We need to change the date on that bad boy because it is now no longer 12. It is January 2nd, year of our Lord, 2024. We cannot forget that. Remember in school, you'd go back to school and uh, you'd, you'd forget to write 20, whatever year it was, 19, whatever, back then. Um, yep, we got it in there. Perfect. Okay, there's the ticker. Perfect. So don't forget while you're at work or wherever you are today, don't write 2023. It is 2023. 24 and we're gonna start out with a bang trish from syracuse new york is here darlene is here 
Rise Up was fantastic. Thank you very much. Tina from Ohio, love the backdrop. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Okay. Christmas is over. New Year's is over. We're into 2024, which is going to be, not arguably, and I can tell you this 100% assurity, this will be the most polarizing, divided. Liddy's mom said, where's the show? I think you might need to refresh. This will be the most polarizing, divided, rough and tumble uh, battle that we have ever faced in the United States of America in our lifetimes. And then it doesn't matter how old you are. In our lifetimes, no year will have looked like this year is going to look in our country. Socially, spiritually, politically, financially, traditionally, whichever way you want to cut it, it's going to be affected this year. But it's okay. Because we've got a plan in place. We've got the right guy to lead us. We've got the right God to bless us. And we are going to come out victorious. And I wanted to start out this year by saying that so that on December 31st of 2024, we can go back to this exact moment, to 10 minutes into this show, where I said, it's going to be a ride, but we will win. And we will come out on top better at the beginning of next year than we are right now. Okay? And I want to go on record. So all of you that are fanatics to LFA and that know that they're going to be here next year at this time, I want you to mark your calendars. Put it in your phone right now. Say, Jeremy said this on January 2nd of 2024. As a matter of fact, I'm going to mark it in my calendar too. Just so we have no excuse. How about that? Calendar. January of 2025. On, it'll be a Wednesday, so on the 1st, I'm going to put, remember what you said about the country. Save. I will get an alert next year. So when we're ringing in the New Year's, if we're all still here, we can see exactly if we were right or if we were wrong. But we've got a lot of fighting to do in the meantime. Now, last time... Before the election of 2020, Joe Biden and the left and the globalists told us exactly what they were going to do. They told us exactly how they were going to steal the election. They told us exactly what they were going to use, what playbook they were going to use. They told us who the people were that were most important when it comes to elections. And I want to go back, if I can, at the start of this year, and I want to play together a little montage about Joe Biden before the election so that we can see what mistakes not to make again as we lead into this one. And there's going to be other things that we're going to have to fight against as well. But let's take a trip down memory lane. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Folks, we got a lot of work to do. I don't only need you to get me elected. I need you once I'm elected. No longer just who gets to vote or making it easy for eligible people to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all. It's about who gets to count the votes, whether they should count at all. Who gets to count the vote, count the vote, count the vote. It's about election subversion. 
subversion. Not just whether or not people get to vote. Who counts the vote? We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. There you go. And again, the second portion of that video, he says, I don't need you to get elected. I need you once I am elected. Pay attention to the details. Don't be fooled again. If you think your vote doesn't count, you are sadly mistaken. It is needed now more than ever. We need to overwhelm those polls. That's exactly our mission for 2024. I'd like to give you some other updates as we start this 2024. As we see, people are just flooding in for the truth here on January 2nd. Roger Stone will be starting here on LFA TV tomorrow night at 8 p.m. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Roger Stone will be starting here on LFA TV tomorrow night at 8 p.m. So we hope that you show him the same love as you've shown everyone else. Now, I know that there's not everybody is a Roger Stone fan. But guess what? If I brought Steve Bannon on the platform, not everybody would be a Steve Bannon fan. If I brought, you know, Owen Schroyer on the platform, not everybody would be an Owen Schroyer fan. Not everybody on this channel is a fan of Jeremy Errol anymore. It's okay. We are getting diverse fighters, people that are in the know, people that know what they're doing, and people that can help and contribute into us taking this country back in 2024. So we here at LFA TV are going to put on any little differences that we have aside, and it is pedal to the metal, the way it's always been. So that's tomorrow, starting here at LFA TV. Number two, we raised almost $100,000. I don't have the exact number yet, but I will in the next couple days of, um, yeah, we hear you, Deborah. Thank you very much. Um, I will know in the next couple days how much exactly we sent out that we all helped donate to for the Slurp Fund in 2023, but it was a substantial amount. It was just under uh, $100,000. Just under $100,000. That's incredible. First year was 40-something. The next year was 70-something. And this last year was almost $100,000. So, folks, great job. And I'm sure that the people that were recipients of that money would tell you that it helped change whatever circumstance that they were in. And that is the power of God. So thank you very much. Now, another thing that you're going to want to know, all of you who are trying to go to jeremyharrell.com or lfatv.us, you might be seeing this on your screen. The reason for this is not because we're making upgrades to the website yet. It's because we were hacked for the fourth week in a row. LFA TV is under attack. Rumble is under attack because of LFA TV and other shows. And LFA TV is attacked personally as well. So you're not able to donate. You're not able to purchase Rapture Ready gear or anything else from our store. Okay? Maddie 2016, no shout out for two years. Maddie, there you go. God bless you. So, ladies and gentlemen, continue to pray for us. Continue to fight with us. We're sticking money and resources towards fighting for for security that we shouldn't even have to do.
but there's so many haters out there in the world. They want to take us down. You know what I say to them? Good luck. Keep trying. We've got the spirit and the power of God on our, in our corner, and you can't beat God. So pray for us, ladies and gentlemen, as we fight off all of these attacks, okay? All right. I'd like to get to, uh, to our verse, and then we'll get to prayer, and then we'll get right into our show. January 2nd. The world abounds with idols. Things you turn when things you turn to when you feel better to make you feel better about yourself. Eating, entertainment, exercise, mastery of something or someone. However, none of these things can slake the thirst of your soul, which yearns for me alone. When you get to the gnawing sensation around the edges of your soul, Return to me. Your soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. Psalm 63, 1 through 5. O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied, as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. And before I turn out the light tonight, LFA family, retreat into my loving presence while I refocus your thoughts and feelings on me, says the Lord. Now, I know a lot of you probably have New Year's resolutions. And when you do a New Year's resolution, you focus on one area in your life that you want to get better at, something you want to improve. Why don't you focus on the one thing that will affect all areas of your life, not just one area of your life, and that means the Bible. Why don't you focus on memorizing scripture? Why don't you focus on helping people more this year than you did last year? Why don't you focus more this year on making sure you spread the gospel or make sure that people understand that through your works they see Jesus, even if you don't have to speak it? That will enable you to improve every other area of your life. Through God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. In Jesus' name, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. N.L. Goldley said, I don't do resolutions anymore. Well, don't you think a godly resolution or a commitment would be just as good as anything? <coughs> I don't do the typical resolutions anymore, but I think inherently we all want to do better this year than we did last year, whether it be spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, something, Right? All right, with 4,500 people watching, I want to say thank you for tuning in, and we're going to get right to the show. I'm sure most of you saw the thumbnail, which showed Donald Trump looking like Superman, and it showed little Jamie Raskin, Prison Mike, and it showed Tucker Carlson. And the title of the thumbnail of today's show is Assassination Talk. Folks, when you are talking about assassination of a person in your country, that means that there's smoke, there's fire. 
Look at what happened to the opposition party. I believe, where was it, Eli, in Japan? Was it the opposition party in Japan where the guy got stabbed last night? Can you look that up for me real quick? I believe it was Japan. It's 2024. You might think that it is not possible to assassinate somebody, no matter how powerful they are, but it is. And when you're talking about assassination and you're using the words like Supreme Court justice and former presidents in that conversation where there is smoke, there is fire. So where is the smoke and fire coming from, Eli? South Korea. South Korea. South Korea. The opposition party leader in South Korea was stabbed to death this weekend, right out in public, right out in the open. Now, T. Collins said, I heard that there have been like 60 attempts on President Trump's life since 2015. I heard that there was multiple. I didn't hear the exact number. And you're not going to hear about all of them. You're not going to hear about a lot of them that are thwarted. So where there's smoke, there's fire. Before we get to little Jamie Raskin, Prison Mike, and show the video in which I'm talking about and why I titled today's show the way I did, let's go back. Let's go back to Chuck Schumer, crying Chuck Schumer, when he was hurling insults and threats towards Justice Kavanaugh, who was a Supreme Court justice. Roll it. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. So there you go. I saw somebody ask, when will we put the new... LFA TV lineup on Facebook or something. We'll make something here today or tomorrow and we'll put that new lineup on. All the shows are still here. We're just moving the shows around. That's all. Now, getting back to that. Imagine if I, Jeremy Harrell, or any of you decided to go on social media today or on your own shows or networks and imagine if you said anything, anything at all about a Democrat senator, a Democrat representative, or a Democrat-appointed judge in any fashion, and you said those kind of threats, you would be arrested before the day is over. Guaranteed. So when you hear people talk about two tiers of justice system, that's what they're talking about. Now I want to go to delusional prison Mike, Jamie Raskin. He said Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas should, quote, absolutely recuse himself from any decision when it comes to President Trump's ballot access, saying the question is, What do we do if he doesn't? What does that mean? Roll this. Should any of the justices recuse themselves if they take this up? Well, um, finally, the Supreme Court has developed what they're describing as a code of ethics. It's not binding in the sense that they're not going to anyone else. They could have gone to, for example, circuit court justices. You, You could have had state Supreme Court justices on a panel. But so they're... They're deciding for themselves, again, whether they're in violation of their code of ethics. But I think anybody looking at this in any kind of dispassionate, reasonable way would say if your wife was involved in the big lie and claiming that Donald Trump had actually won the presidential election, had been agitating for that and participating in the events leading up 
to January 6th that you shouldn't be participating. So in, he should recuse himself. He should. Oh, he absolutely should recuse himself. The question is, what do we do if he doesn't recuse mm-hmm. himself? He absolutely should recuse himself. The question is, what do we do if he doesn't? Now, why they are so adamant about the recusal of Justice Clarence Thomas is because what most people don't understand is the power hierarchy that exists in the U.S. Supreme Court um, and and throughout the halls of the Supreme Court justices. Justice John Roberts has got a lot of power, but Clarence Thomas arguably has just as much, if not the most power, when it comes to the Supreme Court. Tenure, his, 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 his longevity there, the fights that he's already had with the Democratic Party who called for lynching and all of that. Joe Biden himself who was the biggest opponent of Justice Clarence Thomas becoming a Supreme Court justice, using the N-word when they were trying to uh, get him in, get him through the nomination. Remember all that? So the reason why they want Justice Clarence Thomas out so badly is because they absolutely hate him and his wife because they know that they are on the side of America. Joe says, come on, isn't that what exactly what the January 6th committee did was regulate themselves with as ethics? T. Mitchell says, best news, God wins. That's right. Trump won and everybody knows it, says Patty. So Raskin finally said what all of us have been thinking that the Democrat Party have been trying to do, and that is either stack the Supreme Court or remove certain members of the Supreme Court. Does anybody here actually believe that Justice Scalia died of natural causes? I want to pull this up on the Rumble Chat because this is a good poll of uh, roughly 5,000 people, Eli. 5,000 people are about to weigh in. Do you believe, in your honest opinion, something we've never talked about here so I could not coerce you, do you think Justice Scalia died of natural causes? Let's see. Let's see what 5,000-plus people think. CQ says, nope. Absolutely not. Nope, not natural. No. Thomas is a strong man. No, said Jay Gisby. Never have thought he died of natural causes. Scalia was murdered. Absolutely not. Eli says, almost no one dies of natural causes today. I know, it's usually sads. Scalia murdered. I don't believe it. Hell no. I think he was poisoned. Heart attack. No, they killed him, said Joe Bo. Not natural. Absolutely not. Look at the thousands of people, Eli. Not one person in here believes that he died of natural causes. Not one. Look at this. This is incredible. So we have nearly, if not a 99%, you know, uh, a poll here that we're taking 99 plus percent feel that Justice Scalia was murdered in some way, shape, or form, or at least did not die of natural causes. I don't believe it either. Eli, watch that YouTube link. Guys, we're going to ask you not to share any links in the chat, please. We do that for safety of people because anybody can just click on links, and there's a lot of folks that don't know about the dangers of clicking on links that they don't know. So we're going to ask that you do not put any links in the live chat. If you would like to put a link, 
you can put it down in the bottom section, and people down there can click at their own risk. How about that, Eli? That fair? I think that's fair. Cliff Driver, I'm going to ask you one more time. Please do not put links in the chat, all right? Appreciate that. 4,900 people watching. Let's move on. Because now we heard what Jamie Raskin has to say. Let's hear what Tucker Carlson has to say as he joined the Dan Bongino show to talk about this exact topic that I'm talking on. Look, I don't like to talk about it either, guys. I don't like to mention the word assassination in any kind of conversation that we're having about politics in this country. But you must know they will go to any length and the court stuff is not going to work. So in your mind, what is the next What's the next path for them when the court stuff doesn't work? Roll this. Life is that nothing is static, everything is dynamic. It's moving in one direction or another. And it's so hard to adjust to that as a human being because you want everything to stay the same, but nothing ever does. So if you want to know what things are going to look like in the future, just chart out what has been happening recently and ask yourself, are things accelerating or decelerating? Are they moving up, down, right, left? I mean, just chart it out. And in the case of Trump, they started with protest. They moved to impeachment. Now they're at indictment. None of it has worked. What's next? What is what could possibly be next? If you felt and you really believed and a lot of them do that the worst thing that could happen to the country and more specifically to you in the professional class is to have Donald Trump as president and everything you have tried has failed and they have been accelerating steps. Protests impeachment, indictment, like how many more arrows do you have in your quiver? And what's the next one? And of course it's assassination. And assassination happens around the world. I had dinner with former president of Haiti in my house last night. His successor was murdered in his bed in the presidential palace in Port-au-Prince. And he's hardly alone. People get assassinated. I mean, they've been assassinated in this country. All right, we're we're gonna just stop it for a minute. It looks like we were frozen. Eli, are we still frozen? Just had to refresh and it came back. Okay, everybody refresh. We, I stopped the video. Don't worry. I stopped the video. We're going to come back. All right? We're good? All right, play it again. Former. In Japan, that's exactly right. So it's not, it's not crazy, and of course, it's the last thing I want. I said it directly to Trump, by the way, because it's so obvious. How could you not say that? So I did, and he did not engage with me at all on that subject, and I don't know what he actually thinks of it, but he's smart, and so he must know that that's true. Yeah. But why... So again, it's just another example of what you said a minute ago wisely. If you want to know what's true, look at the things you're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to say them not because they're conspiracy theories or lies. You're not allowed to say them precisely because they are not conspiracy theories or lies. They are true. And that is true, period. Let me ask you a question. It wasn't part of my rundown here, but you you got me thinking about something. Uh, Trump's up in a lot of these swing state polls. You know, they're polls I get at acute moments in time. Anything could change, but just take it for what it's worth. He's got a decent chance of winning. Um, if he were to win this thing, we have obviously this period between November and January and the swearing in. I'm not sure that's going to go well. I, and I'm, I'm trying to be understated here. Uh, I, I don't yes. think that's going to end well. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm taking a deep breath because I have so many thoughts, most of which I'm not going to express because I have no, I have no evidence other than my own intuition and what seems obvious. And I, I think we probably share exactly the same views on this. Look, they have set up Donald Trump as president as the one thing they, they can't tolerate. Now, that's anti-democratic right there. Democracy demands that 
people who didn't vote for a candidate submit to his rule if he wins democratically. That's a baseline requirement for democracy. All of us have been through it. Some guy you hate gets elected and you have to sit there and be like, okay, he's the president, he's my president, it's my country, and I'm gonna sit there like a good little boy as he reigns, I disagree with him, but I'm not gonna try and kill him because I believe in the system. They, that's kind of the traditional Western view of democracy. They don't have a Western view of anything. They don't believe in democracy. So they're not bound by the normal rules that the rest of us are and have been for 250 years. And like I said, they are going to do anything that they possibly can to make it so this man does not make it where he can do what he is promising to do. And that is be a retribution president. Now, he's not doing that for his own selfish gain. He's not like, oh, you did it to me. I'm getting so much enjoyment, enjoyment, I should say, out of doing it to you. If that was the case, he would have done it in 2016. He admits, I didn't go after them in 2016 like I probably should have because I thought I had too much respect for the country and I didn't want the country to burn. But then... They burned the country when they stole the election, and they're continuing to burn the country to the ground with all of the fake court cases that are failing and flailing. So the only thing next for them to do is that, and Donald Trump knows this, and I can tell you what, Secret Service is getting more and more and more on edge. More and more on edge. Why do you think? That is why when we go do a Trump rally, And they tell us, Eli, right, don't do this or do this if you don't obey the Secret Service in a time like now, you're gone. Eli, is that not the way Trump rallies are? Damn skippy. Yep. They tell you to do something, you do it. Period. They're lurking around with snipers everywhere. And we see this on the campaign trail. We can see more security than we've ever seen. Almost as much as he had when he was president, if not the same. We feel, we see how they are on edge. Eli, remember when we, when we met him and like you made like a movement or we made like a movement towards him and that guy like... You did, I didn't. <laughs> you did, I didn't. <laughs> that guy looked at you, I was like... I don't know this guy. <laughs> what did I do? I don't know. I think you just touched his arm or something, and the guy shot you a look, and you were like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't do that again. You know what I mean? So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to do anything they can, including getting together former White House Trump aides who have banned together against him, one you'll know very, very well, by the name of Alyssa Griffin. She's on The View. But there's also Cassidy Hutchinson and Sarah Matthews. Now, they've gotten together, and ABC put these women together to band together to give one last warning. If you vote Trump in, the world will explode. As if he wasn't president already, dummies. Roll it. I'm less worried for any like personal aspect for me, but it is he knows how to use government better this time. He can put in diehard loyalists who can weaponize every level of government 
against his detractors, against the American people, against the media. Like it is now. It's, it's almost too scary to fully wrap your head around what it could look like. The American people and people in general have short memories, and so they might forget the chaos of the Trump years, and also they might not just be paying attention to what he's saying now and the threat to democracy that exists, and so it does really concern me if he makes it to a general that he could win, and so I'm still hopeful that we can defeat him in the primary, but we're running out of time. Running out of time. Running out of time. Eli, they're running out of time to stop the man who's going to destroy the world. From what? From what? What do you think Biden's going to do to the world? What do you think Biden's doing to the world right now? It's not what he's going to do. It's what he's been doing. Those ladies right there, I'd like to just go ahead. I'd like to just go ahead and give it to them. Now, those ladies right there, they get it. I'm a they're all losers. I'm a loser. And you're all going to get what's coming what to you. I to be. And I can't wait for that day. I can't. I do pray for them. Bobby Driver says, what is wrong with these women? That's a good question. What is wrong with any of these people? They know we lived through a Trump era, right? Like, anyway, folks, we're going to move on from that. I know not a lot of people want to continue to talk about this, so we're going to move on because we now have um, an exclusive story by Jim Hoft about the Open Link Project because they just released their latest production called J6, A True Timeline, on the real story behind the January 6th protests and, uh, protests and what they don't tell you. All right? So I'm going to get into this story. A True Timeline, this is a, this is a film, by Open.Inc., a true timeline gives the audience a never-before-seen time-stamped blueprint putting everything that we've reported on here on LFA TV for the last few years, putting everything into a, uh, a chronological movie, you know, um, time-stamped blueprint order so you can see the series of events that happened without mainstream media lies interjecting their, their narrative into the story. As they unfolded in real time, no other film to date fills the gaps or tells the story chronologically the way that this film does. This film is also different from anything produced to date because a small group of protesters, some who are January 6th defendants, have been the ones to collect the hours of footage to help contextualize the events of that day. The film was funded and produced entirely through small donations and tens of thousands of volunteer man hours, kind of like how LFA TV has grown. The hope is that the film will provoke all Americans to be more curious about the true timeline of January 6th. The creator and the producer of the documentary is A.J. Fisher, of Investigative J6. AJ is a J6 defendant who knows more than most about what transpired on the west side of the Capitol, circumstances that led to the declared riot and Capitol building entry. In January of 2023, Fisher began to make the film a reality. He lined up funding for the project and hired professional producer Jason Rink to help. And Rink is the executive producer for the project. Paul Escandon is both director and editor. Quote, I then followed the facts, reviewed evidence 
from hundreds of J6 trials, as well as evidence from body cam footage, radio communication, and police officer testimony, it became definitively clear that the police discarded protester safety and well-established D.C. protest crowd-clearing laws, said Fisher. Law enforcement failed to give proper required warnings prior to, the launch, to launching munitions, which they always have done. In some cases, police are heard admitting they were hunting and inc- or hurting and inciting innocent people. Might as well have been hunting. Continuing the quote, it became more clear that there have been disparities between the way that Congress investigated these illegal police actions when BLM protesters were involved. Those same illegal police actions have been ignored or buried when January 6th protesters were targeted by police. In fact, the objective observer will tell you that the January 6th select committee ignored the facts to push a certain political narrative. A J6 true timeline is a result of hours investigation into the facts of January 6th. The purpose of the film is to set the record straight without favor to one side or another. January 6th is a dark day in American history, but not in the way it has been portrayed. The American people deserve the whole uncut truth of what transpired minute by minute. In reality, J6 was a complex human event. One where a peaceful, joyous morning of First Amendment assembly became a riot for reasons that are much more nuanced than most want you to believe. Again, that film is called J6, A True Timeline, with the executive producer being Jason Rink. Now, here's what the creators of that film hope to provoke in all Americans to ask questions based on what they see and they hear when they watch this video or this movie. And by the way, this movie is for everyone. J6 deniers and believers as a whole. Number one, how did these protesters die and when? And why? How is the government misrepresenting restricted area to convict Americans and deny them due process. How many protesters really knew they were entering restricted areas on the Capitol grounds? Do Americans know the flexible fencing was placed on the Capitol grounds for the purpose of constructing the inaugural stage? Do Americans know the Capitol Police were told prior to January 6th not to use munitions on the crowd? Why was there so much chaos? Why did people riot? Were the police prepared to handle the crowds on that day? Why didn't the police arrest individuals before any violence escalated? What really happened at the tunnel on January 6th, and how did Roseanne Boylan die? Why did Officer Bird shoot Ashley Babbitt when she was flanked from behind by Metro Police? What were the communications between Mayor Bowser, members of Congress, Chief Sund, and uh, Yogananda Pittman? Why are police heard saying that they were set up, which we've shown many hours of footage on? And why does former Capitol Police Officer Tarek Johnson continue to say that former Assistant Chief of USCP Intelligence, Yogaganda Pittman, is largely responsible for the chaos of January 6th and not President Donald Trump? And my last question is, why did Nancy Pelosi and Congress 
deny National Guard help from Donald Trump when it was offered prior to January 6th. If those questions are answered in a truthful way, or if anybody who believes that January 6th was or wasn't a result of Donald Trump and the people that follow and support him, if those questions are answered to you truthfully, then you will know clearly, unequivocally, without any filter whatsoever, who's responsible for January 6th. And your only conclusion can be that it was our federal government who incited, strategized, and pulled off the entire plan. And for more truth from that and many other things, go to rumble.com slash LFA TV and give us a follow today. And we're going to make that a short clip. Because I think those questions should be answered by anybody who has an opinion on January 6th. And speaking of that, President Trump has now called for deranged Jack Smith's case to be tossed out based on the fact that Liz Cheney and the January 6th committee deleted and destroyed massively essential evidence from their committee. Again, if we know that evidence was deleted, then we must know what was deleted in order to know that evidence was deleted in fact. So here we go. This showdown continues between deranged Jack Smith, who is not a true officer and of the court and of the law, and who lives in the Netherlands. Donald Trump lashed out at Liz Cheney and her lawless January 6th committee. We call it the Shamuary 6th committee. After they deleted and destroyed evidence and video recordings after they disbanded their anti-Trump committee. Democrat Benny Thompson told House Republicans in a letter stating, quote, consistent with guidance from the office of the clerk and other authorities, the select committee did not archive temporary committee records that were not relevant by the committee's actions, such as use in hearings or official publications or those, or those that did not match further investigative activities. So they decided what they should delete. They decided what they should hide. They decided what they would sweep under the rug. And they want us to take their word that it was nothing of importance. Do you? Give me the 33,000 deleted emails from Hillary Clinton, and then I'll believe you. The letter continued, quote, Accordingly, And contrary to your letter's implication, the select committee was not obligated to archive all video recordings of transcribed interviews or depositions. Trump correctly called this a criminal act because it was. Can anybody else in the world destroy document and evidence that they end up using to try to convict a president of the United States of America or anybody for that matter? Whatever happened to, I'm sorry, that's under investigation. If you're not even allowed to talk about what's under investigation, then how in the H-E double hockey sticks can you delete and destroy evidence of that investigation? Liz Cheney is no longer in Congress. Neither is Kevin McCarthy. President Trump on Sunday this week said this is an extreme act of sabotage and says the entire case needs to be thrown out because the entire January 6th case of Jack Smith's in front of Judge Tanya Chitkin is not only a complete 
an utter political witch hunt, but it is completely compromised by law by the radical left at this point and should be thrown out. How many people agree with that? Again, we're not even allowed to talk about things when they're under investigation in D.C. apparently. So how can we destroy evidence? And the fact that they admitted to destroying the evidence is everything you need. Amen? Let's go in here and see what the LFA family has to say before we take our first break of the day. I believe you guys will think the same thing that I do, but we'll see. End of the Fed. Amen. Amen. We're closing in on them, said J.A. Fish. I like the way you think. That's exactly what we're doing. We're doing. Bad Moon, how you doing, man? Good to have you back. Amen, said Yasman. I agree, CQ. Me, we are coming for you with the truth, you evil people. Our government are a bunch of evil, corrupt demons. Look at all the folks. You guys know what must be done. Let out all the January Sixers. Amen. By the way, folks, we have 5,400 people watching here on Rumble.com. I want to say thank you all very, very much. If you guys could do me the so kind favor of sharing this link out and giving us a thumbs up, that'd be incredible. Good to see you too, Shane. Interesting that the Epstein files are talking people. Hold on. What's that say? Interesting that the Epstein files are a talking point. The real truth drops. Not sure what that means. Oh, we're going to be talking about the Epstein stuff here today. Don't worry. We got plenty of time. Satan worshipers are what they are, says Kelly. I agree. I agree. All right, folks, it is a new year. And in that new year, as we focus on God and learning scripture, one thing you might want to do is make sure that this new year, You cut out as much sugar, carbohydrates, and carcinogens that are in the food that you eat and put in your body the right thing, like fruits and vegetables, like those wonderful things that grow right here on God's green earth. You know, like those things that God created and he put in the Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve to eat for eternity, but they decided they didn't want to do that. Let's decide that we do. So today, if you have been one of the Thousands of people that might be watching that say, you know what? I've never done the Field of Greens things, but I'm going to try it today. I'm going to try it this year. Join in. Join in with all of us in becoming a healthier person. I could show you pictures of what I looked like four years ago, three years ago, two years ago. And it looks a lot different than the picture that you see in front of you today. And I have a lot to thank for that, but primarily Field of Greens. Pure organic superfood, real foods, not not extracts, and you can join in. One scoop, one bottle of water, shake it up, and you're good to go. Fieldofgreens.com. That is fieldofgreens.com. And use the promo code LFA for 15% off your very first order. And then if you like it and you want to continue... Continue ordering right there on Field of Greens and join in getting healthy with all of us, all right? Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. Now, last week, we left messages for Attorney General Ken Paxton in Texas. Does anybody remember what those messages pertain to? If you need a quick refresher, we left messages for Ken Paxton by the thousands last week to get him to investigate Greg Abbott for aiding and abetting the cartels and the globalists 
in the invasion of our country. Now, a lot of people did not like that. How dare you go after Governor Greg Abbott? We're holding on by a thread here. Well, the reason why you're holding on by a thread is not because of Joe Biden at this point, because you have every opportunity to stop it. Let me ask you this. If a bully is beating up a child on the playground and there's nobody else around to stop it and you get there, you're going to take it out on that bully. The bully being Joe Biden, the child being America. However, if you roll up and you see somebody there watching it happen and not doing anything about it, and they're bigger than the bully, let's say the teacher, and the teacher's just sitting there watching the bully beat the kid, who are you then going to yell at? Are you going to yell at the bully? that's beating the kid, obviously the bully's doing it, and by default the bully's going to be punished and given the brunt of that punishment. But who are you going to hold accountable when the teacher's standing there letting him do it? Because that's what Greg Abbott is doing in Texas. Greg Abbott is the teacher in this scenario. Joe Biden's the bully, and the child is, the Amer- is America. So, Ken Paxton has come out and is now unequivocally and officially said, that Joe Biden is guilty of aiding and abetting cartels. That's treason. So if he's saying that, can we say that about Greg Abbott too? Let's see. We begin with our top story, a scary end to 2023 at the southern border. More than 286,000 migrant encounters this month, shattering the previous record high from just a few months ago. Add on at least 83,500 known gotaways since October 1st. Texas is about to enforce a new law giving its police the power to arrest migrants who illegally cross into our country. Those illegals will have their choice. You may have to turn this portion up and then turn it down after the video because the video's got bad audio. For repeat offenders. The The Justice Department is now telling Texas, don't enforce your law or we'll see you in court. Texas's top prosecutor, Attorney General Ken Paxton, he joins us now. Mr. Attorney General, thanks so much for joining us on Sunday Morning Futures. Uh, the Department of Justice, they don't like what Texas is doing. They say they don't need any help, they don't want your help, and if you try to offer it to them and do it, they're gonna sue you. What's your response? Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see what's happened over the last three years of the Biden administration. Those numbers, as you've seen, get worse not better. It's not like they're solving the problem. They're actually helping aid and abet the cartels. And then Texas says, we've had enough. We're going to do something about it. And then they threaten us from enforcing our own laws. It seems pretty cool. All right, Ken Paxton, if that's the case, if Joe Biden is aiding and abetting the cartels, what Ken Paxton just accused Joe Biden of without actually saying the words is treason. Is treason. And I got to say, folks, I love Ken Paxton. I really do. I think Ken Paxton is one of, if not the best attorneys general in the United States of America. And this, this is because of personal conversation I've had with the man. The man is serious. He's all about business and he doesn't play any games. So I am praying and I'm praying hard that people are held accountable in 2024 who are corrupt. And if I am right, I hope Governor Greg Abbott is accused of the same thing by uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton. Because if he is, and Ken Paxton does what he should do and investigate Greg Abbott and the money, the billion-dollar 
contract that he gave to his buddy to bust these illegals around the country, he, uh, Ken Paxson will be governor someday. That is just my personal opinion, but I do like the fact that he's calling it aiding and abetting the cartels because if Joe Biden is guilty of it, then maybe, just maybe, Greg Abbott is as well. Paxton is in danger, said Fireboss. Oh, I agree. That man is definitely in danger. Kaylee says, arrest Joe Biden for treason. Kaylee, I'm sure most of us agree with that. We need action now, Ken Paxton, says Garko. I believe he's giving it to you. He's a good man. Bobby Driver says, definitely treason, but when something is going to be done to him. Yeah, that's God's timing. I couldn't predict that if I tried. Now, speaking of this southern border and this annihilation of our country through this invasion, more illegal aliens were caught using fake passports to pose as minors to get through Biden's open border. And now it looks like Guinea's government may be contributing to it. Border Patrol agents in the Tucson, Arizona sector are seeing an increase of illegal aliens from the African state of Guinea using falsified passports to alter their age, to deceive every border they go through to say that they're children. Many of them are claiming to be minors to increase their chances of crossing the border and getting amenities. The Border Patrol is now examining the passports with more scrutiny to see if they are fake or altered in some way. Well, of course they are. And why do they even need them at this point? They're walking through anyway. With the Biden regime's open invitation to come into the United States, it could hardly seem to make a difference anyway. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. The illegal immigrants, aliens, I like to call them, are changing their ages and pretending to be accompanied, to be accompanied minors so they'll have a better chance of getting food, money, shelter, phones, clothing, and admittance into the United States. And they're saying that Guinea's government, well, let's get to that. Another alien, according to Border Patrol, noted that an illicit group stole many blank passport books from the ministry in Conakry and has been selling and issuing the passports without the proper procedures. The southern border has had massive numbers of illegals coming from African countries such as Guinea and Congo. And these illegal aliens, once they are apprehended, are saying where they got their passports from, and it's from their own governments. So now we're starting to see governments like Guinea, Senegal, and Mali assist getting out these aliens or fighters, military-age men, to invade our country without even a single declaration of war. And we're just sitting back and allowing Joe Biden to do it, folks. We're just sitting back and allowing Joe Biden to do it. And that's why we need tough attorneys general, tough DAs, tough sheriffs, ready to say enough is enough. And of course, you've all seen the pictures coming Where out of from? Lukeville, right? Mali. Mali. Senegal. Senegal. Come from Guinea. Guinea. Guinea, Conakry. Guinea, okay. And if you follow Ben Berkwam, you've seen all the disgustingness that he's been showing lately. And Trump over this weekend came out and said the exact same thing that we've been saying here. The Democrats will use these aliens to win elections. 
They've been signing them up to vote at a rapid pace. That's 100% true. And it's even happening right here in New Hampshire. And I'm trying to work with my state officials to stop that from happening. Donald Trump has warned that Democrats will use aliens in the upcoming 2024 election. They've been signing them up at a rapid pace. He put on True Social. Can we pop this on the screen? Um, I think we got a better... Mm, that's about as good as we're going to get it. Okay. He says, it's becoming more and more obvious to, to me why the crazed Democrats are allowing millions and millions of totally unvetted migrants into our once great country. It's so they can vote, 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 vote. They are signing them up at a rapid pace without even knowing who the hell they are. It all makes sense now. Republicans better wake up and do something before it's too late. Are you listening, Mitch McConnell? Says Donald Trump. But Jeremy, they're not allowed to vote in presidential elections. No, but they're allowed to vote in state elections. And don't, don't, don't think for twice, don't think twice that they're not going to let them vote in the presidential election anyway. But they're voting in state elections. And when you vote in state elections, then you put people in power. And when you put people in power, they run districts. And when people run districts, they can do whatever they want to win those states. That was the plan the whole time. That was always the plan. I wish more and more people watched LFA so they could understand this stuff. But we do have 5,500 people watching today. I want to thank everybody that's here. Thank you very, very much. Please share out the video. We're pulling these kind of numbers without even being represented by Rumble on the front page. So again, thank you. And let's do another round of sharing. Let's get this baby over 6,000. Now, the great replacement theory. You've probably heard us talk about that Many, many times. The great replacement theory. The great replacement theory. It's not a theory. It's reality. I want to show you something here. Bring this up on the screen. Before we do, since August of this year, there are officially more illegals arriving each month than there are children born in the United States to American mothers. And these are just the official encounters that we know of. Let's not talk about what we don't know. So I'm going to show you this video here. Thanks, Snowflake News, for this. Showing the American births versus the illegal immigrants, aliens, births and coming here from October 2019 to 2023 of October. Roll this. All right, we can stop the music. I want you to notice this. Bring this, get this bigger. Get the whole graph bigger here. All right, perfect. Let's look at this graph here together. American births versus illegal aliens, okay? It says immigrants, but I refuse to say that. Here we are in October of 2019. Here we are in October of 2019. This is the American births to American mothers. As we go through the year, that's the end of one year. As you can see, it ramped back up, ramped down, ramped up, ramped down, ramped up, ramped down. This is the, this is the steady birth rate here. It's actually not as steady as we'd like. This here shows the arrival of illegal aliens in this country. And you don't think that they can replace us? They already are. They're already higher than we are. Thank you, Laura8514 for the Rumble Rant donation. We definitely need it now more than ever. If anybody has been uh, new to the show, 
uh, today, all of our websites were attacked, our donation websites and everything, so nobody could donate to us. Nobody could purchase anything from our store. Nobody could check our websites out. So any and all help will be definitely, definitely appreciated as we now have approaching 5,800. So there it is, folks. The American birth rate to American mothers to the arrival of illegal aliens under Trump and under Biden. As you can see, Biden is destroying this country and the great replacement theory is not a, a theory. And because of that, and not fast enough, Joe Biden is losing more and more and more ground. Donald Trump now beats Joe Biden everywhere, in every red state, in every swing state, by a lot, and sometimes even in some purple states. How about the Democratic end of things? Joe Biden seems poised to be the Democratic nominee. What kind of year has he had politically? Well, again, he started 2023 coming off those good midterms for Democrats, and his approval rating, you know, 46-50. Wasn't that bad, but it's taken a hit this year. And as we start to close out the year, our final NBC poll had him at just 40% approval, 57% disapproval. How does this compare to past presidents entering the re-election year? Here you can see it. Here's the 40 that we have Biden at right now. These are all the final polls heading into the election year, re-election year that NBC conducted. You just see all the recent presidents. Look, Trump got beat in 2020. He was at 44 heading into his re-election year. Bush Sr. got beat in 92. He was at 52 and heading south rapidly uh, there. But you see how that number compares. That's the lowest. That's the lowest in an NBC poll for an incumbent facing a re-election year. So, over Whelm the polls. I got to tell you a story before I show you this next video. Can I tell you a story? My father, thank you very much, Lynn Buss. Thank you for the $20 to help us keep us going here. Especially we got to put all this money towards security and all that crap, Eli, because there's too many haters out there that don't want us to continue. Guess what? Nice try. Facebook couldn't stop us. Google couldn't stop us. TikTok couldn't stop us. YouTube couldn't stop us. We're still here. Thank you, J. Meyer 15. Keep sharing the truth with a $75 donation. We appreciate it. God bless you. My father did not vote for Trump in 2016. My father was a lifelong, I'm going to stay out of it. They're going to do what they want to do anyway. But if you asked him, he would have said he was a Democrat because my father didn't pay attention to politics since the 70s, so he probably thought he was still a JFK Democrat. My father is 100% Trump. People that my father know, I was talking to him yesterday, all voted for Biden in 2020, voting for Trump in 2024. That is how we're going to overwhelm the polls and win. Diehard lifelong Democrats who realized that the Democratic Party no longer represents the JFK Democrats that they thought they were growing up They're leaving. They're done. They don't want any more of the Democrat Party because they've seen it hit them at home now. They've seen it hit their 401ks. My dad said to me yesterday, 401k is gone. I said, yeah, I know. He goes, I took out anything I had left. It was just disappearing. I said, yeah, I know. I tried to warn you, dad. But this isn't a I told you so moment. This is a let's ride together for 2024. People don't forget that easily. You might think they do, but they don't. And because it's hitting them at home and because we have been unwaveringly and unapologetically putting out the truth of Hunter Biden here on Rumble, we've got Rumble. We we have everything we need to get the truth out. Please share. 
My father? Max Evans? Shout out to Max Evans. The New York Times is calling about Patrico, the fucking spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, found it, and is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. You guys have caught something that I think is huge. What have you guys found? We released last week a about 20-page investigative memo. There's been a lot of talk about who Hunter Biden was actually in business with, and we focus in on one key player, a gentleman by the name of Patrick Ho, who famously was referred to as the bleeping spy chief of China. Let that sink in a minute. Hunter Biden referred to Patrick Ho in an audio as the, quote, spy chief of China, unquote. This quote alone tells you that Hunter Biden knew exactly who he was dealing with. He knew exactly who he was dealing with. He was dealing with the, quote, spy chief of China. And essentially, Patrick Ho was arrested in 2017 during the Trump years and charged and sentenced to three years in prison for bribing uh, some foreigners. And this was a guy that was working with Hunter to the tune of millions of dollars while he was running a company called CEFC. Here we see Hunter Biden's signature. Hunter Biden was financially connected to CEFC, a company that was an arm of the communist Chinese regime. So this is a really bad guy associated with the CCP, directly working with the Biden family. And by that, I mean Hunter and by extension, Joe. And so we're looking at how DOJ handled this case. And we saw a whole bunch of irregularities that all seemed aimed at protecting the Biden's association with this. Everything from redacting uh, Hunter Biden. Director Ray placed redactions on a document that's already unclassified. To the fact that over, I think, a, a couple month period, he was under a FISA warrant, Patrick Ho was. And so you had the US government intelligence agencies sitting on communications that we know were occurring in real time between Ho and the Bidens. So our question is, if the US government was onto this in 2017, why wasn't anything done about it? I have been here just three weeks today. Therefore, I have recused myself and I think it begs a lot of questions about the handling of the DOJ at that time, as well as to the you know prosecution of Hunter Biden now. They had a veritable goldmine of evidence here of the Bidens working with the CCP and no action, no follow-up. There's a lot more there, but I'll, I'll leave it there for now. We've never seen this much evidence implicating a president of the United States, but the problem is that our system is so corrupted now that I have zero belief and faith that they're willing to do it. I also have questions as to whether the House, as constituted now, politically and ideologically, is, is willing to pursue these things aggressively via an impeachment inquiry. They're only going to do what they do anyway. Yeah, until MAGA. Don't talk politics and religion, said the JFK Democrats. Don't talk politics and religion, said the Bush Republicans. I'm not going to vote. They're just going to do what they do anyway. You're 100% right. Until MAGA. Until us. And that's why they hate Donald Trump so badly. You saw all those people working together. Rosenberg. Or Rosenthal, I mean. Jeff Sessions. Bill Barr. Christopher Ray. You see how they were all buddy-buddy? How they were all hugging each other? It's always been the Uniparty. And it's time to take them down. Those Republicans that have always been voting with Democrats and those Democrats that have always been voting with Republicans, they'll come out and they'll say, no, that's unity. No, no, that's unity under corruption, 
against the American people. That's not unity. That's not bipartisanship. Those of you who live in OHIO, take your governor. What did he do on Friday? What did Governor Mike DeWine do? He vetoed House Bill 68 in Ohio, which sought to prohibit gender-affirming mutilation for minors and to restrict transgender athletes from participating in girls' and women's sports. Do you know what he did? He invoked the state's rights thing, basically like the Supreme Court um, overturned Roe v. Wade and said this is the state's right thing. He was like, well, we don't believe that this should be up to the government. This should be the right of the family to decide this. Then how come that right of that family can't go get that child drunk? That's what I want to know. In Ohio, if you're with your mom or dad and under 21, can they get you drunk? If it's the best thing for their health, their mental health, are they allowed to, by law, allow minors to drink alcohol? How about this? Are they allowed, by law in Ohio, to allow their children to buy and shoot up heroin as long as it is in the name of mental health? Is that allowed? Are they allowed to smoke cigarettes? Can they buy a pack of cigarettes and let their 10-year-old child smoke a cigarette outside the Circle K? Strange foot. Same things are afoot, Eli, at the Circle K. You know, it's weird, though. You almost don't want to ask those questions because then they'll be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We'll just allow all that, too. Well, that's what it's going to. This is the gateway to all of that, right? This is ultimate libertarianism, even though they're not libertarians. You see what I'm saying? So Governor Mike DeWine, he's like, well, you know, when do we want to interfere? This is the state's right. This is the, the family's rights. This is for the mental health of the child. Who are we to interfere? Oh, I don't know. Only the adults. Can you be the adult in charge for five seconds? Now, of course, Donald Trump. Here is what DeWine told reporters, by the way. These are truly complex issues, are they? Eli, is this a complex issue? No, I wouldn't think so. Remember kindergarten cop, what'd they say in there? Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. It's not a complex issue for me. It's not a complex issue for me. He says, these are truly complex issues, says Governor Mike DeWine. And reasonable people draw vastly different conclusions. No, reasonable people don't draw vastly different conclusions, moron. Reasonable people don't. Non-reasonable people I'm do. Different conclusions, Maya. Unbelievable. And I'm not what I appear to He said be. this bill would impact a very small number of Ohio's children. Okay, then what's the problem? But for those children who face gender dysphoria. And for their families, the consequences of this could be far more profound. Or could not be more profound, he said. DeWine claimed that parents of transgender children, by the way, which is not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not like being gay. Transgender is literally not a thing. It'd be like saying, I'm a butterfly. You're not. You can be gay. You can't be a girl if you're a boy. Transgender children told him that their kids would have committed suicide without sex change procedures. No, your kid would commit suicide because you're a shitty parent who doesn't know how to lay the law down and show your child reality. 
That is why your child would commit suicide. Ultimately, I believe this is about protecting human life. Well, it's not about protecting human bodies. Many parents told me their child would not have survived and would be dead today if they weren't allowed to generally, generally mutilate themselves. Donald Trump says this, DeWine has fallen to the radical left. No wonder he gets loudly booed in Ohio every time I introduce him at rallies. You think? Why don't you stop bringing him and Lindsey Graham on stage, Trump? How about that? How about that? Listen to us once in a while. He says, but I won't be introducing him anymore. I'm finished with the stiff. What was he thinking? The bill would have stopped child mutilation and prevented men from playing in women's sports. Legislature will hopefully overturn. Do it fast, he says, in capital letters. Do it fast. These people are losing their minds. And most of all, they're probably all pedophiles. Just to, just to name a few. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break now that we're 17 minutes past our second hour. For those who have stayed through the first hour and going into the second hour, I thank you. God bless you. Thank you very much. Make sure that you've rumbled this show and make sure that you've shared it out. I would like to talk about a very wonderful partner of ours by the name of EnviroCleanse. Breathe in the good, breathe out the bad. They've got it covered, ladies and gentlemen. That is true. Remove the impurities that linger in the air around you so that you can be confident in every single breath you take. I want to give you guys an update. My mom is home. My mom is almost completely off the assisting uh, our oxygen, the needing of uh, the assistance of oxygen. My mother has not smoked since she went to the hospital. Her color is better. Her hair looks better. Her personality is better. Her voice has changed. And yesterday... We had our Christmas as a family at her new place, which was nice and clean. And that air purifier was humming while we were in there. And everybody that was there was like, wow, this is so different being at mom's house. This is clean here. The air is good. The walls don't look and smell like cigarette smoke. And that EnviroCleanse unit was humming along, was just making, making it so that anything that did come into that room, because there was a bunch of kids that came in, you know, cold season is going around. This thing was eradicating it. My mom said, do you think that the people, that the kids that might have a little cough shouldn't come over? I said, no, mom, the EnviroCleanse is working. We don't need to worry about it. And it was working. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want this air purifier in your home, you can make payments on it if you need to. You can get up to $150 off, and you can get a free air kit by going to EKPure. That is EKPure.com. Use the promo code LFA at, si- at checkout, and you'll get a discount. And, ladies and gentlemen, you can request payment plans. EnviroCleanse, ekpure.com, ekpure.com, promo code LFA. And while you're at it, while you're using that promo code, why don't you go over and join the herd over at OFP Farms? Huh? Something new for everyone, which is funny because our morning message on Rise Up was something new. Well, we've got something new for everyone right here at OFP Farms. Folks, whether it is goat milk soap, whether it is goat milk lotion, whether it is goat milk beard oil or bath bombs or lip balms, it doesn't matter. All of your cleansing that is done in your bathroom should be a product of OFP Farms, not a product of big pharma or big woke companies like Johnson & Johnson. Ring in the new year with a new 
uh, new outlook, a new outlook of uh, how your skin feels and looks. No more dry skin, no more psoriasis. If you're drinking Field of Greens and you're using OFP Farm soap, ladies and gentlemen, your whole life will change. OFPFarms.com, OFPFarms.com, promo code LFA15 for all of your magnesium and goat milk products. LFA15. Okay, moving right along. Matt Gates has a warning for us. Now, I would say Matt Gates gets the congressman of the year last year. Would anybody disagree with me on that? I'd like to pull up the rumble chat. Does anybody disagree with me if I say Congressman Matt Gates of Florida should get the congressman of the year last year? Because I believe Matt Gates did more for us than any other congressman. That's just my personal opinion. Let's see what the LFA family says. Catching up here. Yes, we're praying for everybody. Finally was able to get on here, says Deb. Lynn says no. Joe says no. Dawn says love Gates. He should. No, says PA Cat Lady. Bad Moon says agreed. I really like Gates. Agreed. I love Matt Gates. Yes, Congressman of the Year. I love Matt Gates. Nope. Don't disagree. Do not disagree. Uh, Agree. I agree with you. Matt is a big winner. Matt slowed down. Why? Well, we went into the holidays. What did Matt Gates do? Matt Gates got rid of Kevin McCarthy. That's what Matt Gates did. Uh, Prayers answered hot doggy. I'm a big fan of Matt Gates, says Suzanne. I agree. Name me another congressman or congresswoman who did more for us than Matt Gates in Congress. If somebody has one, please let me know. Let me know. Because Matt recognized something that he wasn't doing right one week. He changed his tune. He apologized to the American people for not doing his job. And the next week, he put a motion to uh, vacate Kevin McCarthy. And a week after that, Kevin McCarthy was gone. Kevin McCarthy was absolutely gone. So I can't name another congressman who's done more for us from us asking him to do something than Matt Gates. But it's, it is nice to see what people say in here. He's the only one talking about term limits and banning insider trading. I think there's some more, but he's definitely up there. Yep. Matt had the courage. Amen. Don't trust any of them, said Steve. I meant to say, yes, I don't disagree. Ah, I got you. Alan Jacoby in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you check out Alan, uh, Alan's show at 3 p.m. here every single day on LFA TV. Tammy says, what's different now? It's not about what's different now, Tammy. It's about that he had the guts to do it. It's not up to him to put a new speaker in, too. But I would, I would agree, not much. Not much. Joe says, I misunderstood. I got you, brother. We need 430 more congressmen like him, said Conservative. Ted Cruz is trying to get the border closed. Ted Cruz isn't trying to do anything. I can promise you. Ted Cruz isn't trying to do anything. Ted Cruz talks a good game, but he isn't trying to do anything. Ted Cruz could do a hell of a lot more. He could deny, he could deny quorum. He could do so much more than he's actually doing when it comes to votes and stuff. He could literally deny 
pushing forward any of Joe Biden's um, nominees for anything, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not really doing anything. I don't think anybody in the Senate is doing a damn thing. Uh, Josh Hawley is doing probably the most in the Senate. I'd say right now, and lately anyway. But anyway, folks, let's move on. China. Oh, yeah, we got to get to Matt Gates. <laughs> I got a little ahead of Matt Gates there. Here's what Matt Gates' warning is to, uh, to, to us, to the American people, especially as it concerns the dollar, ladies and gentlemen. This is a big one. Roll it. <clears throat> Get the BRICS system, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're moving away from the dollar. And just in August, they added six new countries, including G20 country uh, economies in the Western Hemisphere and Gulf monarchies. The number one economic trend of 2023 is de-dollarization globally. This worries me. I feel the judgment of history. I feel the weight of that. I worry that when the history books are written about this country going down, that my name is going to be on the board of directors here. And if this country's going down and if we're losing the dollar, I am going down fighting. When you look at the BRICS system. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And this is all headed up by the CCP, China, which, by the way, will invade Taiwan by spring. I'm calling it. I believe Taiwan I'm not sure what that... I was just reading some of your comments there. Um, China will invade Taiwan by spring of this year. China put out a video. Xi Jinping put out a video that said China will surely be reunified with Taiwan. It's going to happen. They will invade. Then what? Is that going to be the jump-off point of World War III? How will the United States respond? Now, you're not going to be able to understand what Xi Jinping is saying here. And if you have your glasses on, you can read the subtitles. But here's a video that came out this weekend. Securing themselves long-term prosperity and stability. China will surely be reunited. And all Chinese on both sides of Taiwan Strait should be bound by common sense of purpose and share the integrity. Our goal is both inspiring and simple. Ultimately, is it about delivering a better life for the people? Our children should be well taken care of and receive good education. Our young people, blah, 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 that's propaganda. So ladies and gentlemen, by the way, you can take the word inspiring and put in spring, and there you go. Yes, Clay Higgins is good. Clay Higgins is great. Somebody said Clay Higgins' name in there. They will be invading Taiwan by spring. They do want to be reunified with Taiwan immediately. And they're hoping it throws the United States and the rest of the world and its allies in chaos. You have to understand something here. The only thing that stops China is Trump, period. If you're a Democrat out there that's watching this, cutting your wrists right now because you can't even believe what I'm saying, listen to me. The only thing that stops China is Trump. That's it. Because China doesn't care about anything other than chaos around the world. Because if chaos is happening, then nobody's focused. If chaos is happening and nobody's focusing, China can sit there and be buzzards. Picking up the pieces. That's what they are. They're shitbirds. Eli, you like that? (laughs) Kind of like Mr. Leahy. (laughs) Shitbirds, Randy. China is nothing but a bunch of shitbirds. They're vultures. 
They're literally sitting there causing destruction and flying around waiting to pick up anything they can because they're trash. And they will invade Taiwan. How will America respond? That will be the key. And they want us to respond as in going into world war. Think about what Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and all the Democrats want. War. War. So if anybody else other than Donald Trump comes out of the Republican Party, you're going to get World War III. Period. You will get World War III. Now, World War III should have already happened, if you ask me, when it came to the COVID lockdowns. The world should have never let the WHO and their governments lock them down the way they did. They made the whole world prisoners just to see if they could. How many of you remember the name Francis Collins? Raise your hand in the chat if you remember that name. Francis Collins. For those who don't remember who he was, Francis Collins was Tony Fauci's boss at the NIH. And you know how they all went running? Remember? Rochelle Walensky, gone. Tony Fauci, gone. Francis Collins, gone. All here for decades and then gone. Why? Where'd they go? Where did they go? They know what's coming. And now, former NIH health director Francis Collins, who was Tony Fauci's boss, is admitting that tunnel vision handicapped the development of public policy to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. Collins, who stepped down at the end of 21, was the superior and former director of Tony Fauci, who, along with Collins, proposed and supported lockdowns as a major policy element to deal with the pandemic, even putting Donald Trump between a rock and a hard place. This was their doing. Now, during a recent unearthed interview with a person named Wilk Wilkinson, Collins said that putting public health bureaucrats in charge meant that you would only have a one-dimensional policy. And as a guy living inside the Beltway, feeling a sense of crisis, trying to decide what to do in some situation room in the White House with people who had data that was incomplete. The only thing that we could do was lock people down. We weren't really thinking about what that would mean. You weren't? I remember Donald Trump saying we cannot let the cure become worse than a disease. Does anybody remember that? He says that locking the world down was a mistake. Wow. So we're not going to give him the Smarty Award of the Day for admitting that. We're going to go ahead and give Francis Collins the Dum Dum Award of the Day for admitting what we already told you on day one. When you guys did 15 days to slow the spread, you know what my wife said? You can't do that. My wife said you can't do that. This is a virus. It has to run its course. Man-made or not, it needs to run its course. If it doesn't run its course, you're going to prolong it and you're going to make this a thousand times worse than it is right now. My wife said that on day one. On day one. And you're going to make every other sickness a hundred times worse. 
Because now people's bodies can't fight against what they used to be able to fight against. And that's why all the people that got the, the, the vaccine and the boosters keep getting sick. That's why Pierce Morgan just got it again. Because their bodies can no longer fight against it because it was weakened so badly. I want to show you something here. I'm going to pop this on the screen. There you go. What you're looking at right here, folks. Actually, let me, let, me pull it, let me put it on better for you. What you're looking at right here is an open letter to the American people from signatories of the Declaration of Military Accountability. This is huge. Now, I'm not going to read this whole thing for you. But what this is, folks, is 231 signatures All senior military leaders, top-ranking in the military, all signing their signatures on this paper, on this declaration, about how the military was treated during these experimental vaccines and lockdowns. I want want to go through these. Look at these signatures. Brad Miller, veteran of the USA. Mark Mark Bashaw, former uh, lieutenant USA, former... Master Sergeant of the Air Force. Uh, Peter Chambers, Lieutenant Colonel, USA, retired. Teresa Long, retired. Bob Maines, uh, Colonel of the U.S. Air Force, retired. Nick Cooper of the U.S. Air Force, retired. Ivan Raiklin, look at that, our friend Ivan. Look at all these signatures, folks. And these go up very high ranking. We're finally going after the people that they used against us, our own military. Vaccine injured, Britt Galvin, veteran of the United States of America. Bruce Duncan McRae, Lieutenant Colonel of the United States Air Force, Vietnam veteran. Thomas Walker, a USMC, military, retired, Marine. John Delram, special first, uh, Sergeant First Class, involuntarily separated. Look at the names. Incredible. It's incredible to see people standing up and fighting. Now, I've got another video from Max Evans that's actually going to outline this topic just a little bit more. But what that letter is saying is that they're coming after them. They're coming after all these top-ranking military officials in the Pentagon that allowed this to happen, that allowed this experimental vax to go into our... um, army or military men and women that kept us safe and what they did to these people and their families. We're coming for you. And now this video by Max Evans of Ultra MAGA. On the military's newest battlefield. You can roll up your sleeve for me, sir. Success is measured in doses. One, two, three. Each needle. You ready, sir? Yeah. A precision weapon from pharmaceutical companies <laughs> instead of defense contractors. We have a vaccine. We have a tool. There was times where the thoughts crept in that I could possibly die from getting this vaccine. Maybe I shouldn't get it. You know, just talking to medical experts in my organization, reputable people, they put me at ease and they ultimately helped me turn around my decision. I'm Lieutenant General Ron Place, Director of the Defense Health Agency. And I'm Commanding Sergeant Major Michael Gregg, Senior Enlisted Leader for the Defense Health Agency. We've been vaccinating millions of service members. Still, there are a number of people 
across the Department of Defense who believe the best course of action is to not be vaccinated. So why get vaccinated now? Well, I'm asking you to trust me. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of health disinformation out there. Yeah, there Here is. Here are the facts. The vaccines are safe and extremely effective. No, they're not. It wasn't developed with some unproven or experimental technology. Yes, there were. These vaccines don't alter your DNA. There's no evidence that it affects your fertility. In fact, the data suggests that it boosts the immune system of newborns when the mother is vaccinated during the third trimester. Even if you already had COVID-19, you need to get vaccinated. If your vaccine requires a second shot, you need to get that on time to be fully protected. Half of the liver damage events being within 48 hours after injection, all the way to Pfizer knowing that 80% of the pregnancies that they follow to term um, resulted in the loss of the baby. In fact, the data suggests that it boosts the immune system of newborns when the mother is vaccinated during the third trimester. They were causing harms to male uh, sperm and uh, sperm motility, sperm counts. There's no evidence that it affects your fertility. Um, all the way down to degrading the testes of unborn baby boys so that they would never grow up into, um, into adult men sexually. Please support us in getting the truth out about the greatest crime in human history. And they forced that on our military. Big shout out Max Evans for that, uh, for that edit. So you have former high-ranking U.S. military officials, 231 of them to be exact, penning a letter to the Pentagon, penning a letter to military officials saying, we know and we're coming for you. We know and we're coming for you. And you can find that all online, folks. It's being posted everywhere now. Um, Big shout out, over 6,000 people. Look what happens when we all work together and share. Over 6,000 people tuning in now to join LFA, join the truth. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe. Push us, I think we're over 77,000 now, Eli. We have over 77,000 yet? Not quite. We need a few more people to get to 77,000 followers. We'd appreciate that. And please give us a thumbs up. We have uh, shows all day, every day, Monday through Monday. And it starts right here at 9 a.m. And, by the way, tomorrow, Roger Stone joins LFA TV. He will have a show in the evening as well. Now, how many of you live in the state of Florida? Raise your hand. If you live in the state of Florida, you must be wondering two things. Number one, why are my taxes and my insurance so high? And number two, where in the hell is my governor? But you also might be wondering, why are all these elected officials in governing Mayors, state representatives, aldermen, all these elected positions, why are they leaving office? Why did they leave prior to January 1st? What happened? Well, mayors, city officials, city councilmen and women, about 13 Different people ran away from government two days ago. Some who just won elections not long ago. Why would that be? How many of you have heard of Form 6? Form 6. Let me play you a quick video from this girl who did a great job breaking it down. And then we'll go in and we'll read a little bit about Form 6. Roll it. 
They have something to hide? Why would you resign? The lights are on and the roaches are scattering. It seems like the elected officials in Florida are resigning left and right, right before the new year. And they've got everyone from mayors to city councilmen jumping ship. And why are they leaving so rapidly? A new law is taking effect January the 1st, requiring all elected officials to fill out a Form 6. This would release all their financial documentation of where their money comes from, how much money they earn, etc. Oh, the same form they make business owners complete. Now, many are waving goodbye, saying it's an invasion of their privacy. And believe it or not, but all kinds of people elected to office are stepping down because of this. Do they? So much, in fact, that they're calling for volunteers to be on the city council until they hold an election. Think about that. Did anybody know about Form 6? Well, I'm going to read a little bit about Form 6 for you. Mayors and elected members of the governing body of a municipality are now required, as of yesterday in Florida, to file a more comprehensive financial disclosure form. Okay? Jackson Beach City Councilman Corey Nichols is one of the several lawmakers in Florida who are resigning from their position due to SB 774 and Form 6. Nichols says Form 6 is a major overreach. Really? Because what Form 6 is going to do is it's going to put down your entire net worth, how you're getting money, where you're getting money from, who's giving you money, who is donating to your campaign, where money coming in from the back door. And if you've got nothing to hide, then what's the problem? If you're running to be a public official, which I have twice, if you're running to be a public official, you should have no problems whatsoever because you know that they're going to dig into you. You know they are. So, for one, don't run for office if you've made money in a corrupt way. Don't run for office if you are trying to hide anything. And especially don't run for office if you're on the take and you are corrupt financially, taking money from people you should not take it from. Somebody made a great uh, statement in the comment section. Look what they did to Trump and all of his finances and taxes. You want to run for office? The first step is to make sure that you are clean and transparent. And if you've got something to hide, you might just resign. Well, that's exactly what's happening. Now, I understand that some people might say, hey, you have no reason to know about my entire financial life. You have no reason to know about the money that's coming in outside of my elected position. Oh, well, first step in transparency. I don't mind this. Many people might think this is intrusive. I don't mind this. If you are going to run for office, then you need to have nothing to hide. Nothing. And you need to know that by doing so, people are going to dig into your life left and right. I support Form 6. So I wonder if Ron DeSantis is still going to run for Senate there or if his wife is going to run because they took a lot of money. And I bet they took a lot of money from the Republican Party to run for office. Now, Ron DeSantis spent all weekend long, thank you, KC Joker 14, and everybody else who donated during the Rumble Rant uh, period. We really appreciate you, and we really appreciate all you guys sharing and getting us over 6,000. So I asked you where your governor is in the very beginning of this segment. You might be asking yourself that if you live in Florida. Well, your governor has been all over TV this last weekend, 
talking about how he does not want to be VP. I'm not going to be VP. And I think Nikki Haley should make that same pledge. First of all, Trump isn't going to allow Nikki Haley to be VP, no matter how much the Republican Party puts pressure on him. Number two, nobody asked you to be VP, dude. We would have wanted you to be VP back in the day, but not anymore. Now that we know exactly who you are, why would anybody want that? Listen to this. In fiscal front, and if Washington did even half as good as Florida's done, we'd be in a much better spot nationally. So, so the latest Fox Business poll, though, shows among Iowa caucus goers, you, you still are at 18 percent. Uh, That's two points ahead of Nikki Haley, but 34 points behind former President Donald Trump. Can you really make that up? Well, I think if you look historically, the, the polling has not accurately predicted a caucus result because it's just a different beast. It's not a typical election. You're going there for three hours. People give speeches. It's a process. So what we've done is we've worked really hard to sign up tens of thousands of Iowans numbers. and we add more every day and we're accelerating the number of people who are committed to turning out for us and bringing a friend bringing a neighbor that's how you do well here um, and so we've done it the right way and i think you're going to see that uh, on caucus night so we're excited yeah. about what the direction we're going and we're going to be working hard all the way through so uh, caucus night i want to get your reaction to the main secretary of state pulling former president donald trump off the ballot there well, obviously, to have one executive branch official unilaterally striking someone off the ballot is not an appropriate uh, interpretation of the 14th Amendment. Uh, we could have in Florida, what, are we going to have Biden struck off the ballot because he's allowed an invasion of 8 million people, including enemy nations have sent people in? Uh, this this could just be end up being a tit for tat. So I think it'll get reversed by the U.S. Supreme Court. I think it's more of a stunt that you have a very liberal person in that position who's just trying to play for, for cheap clicks. Uh, but ultimately, I don't think it's grounded in a proper interpretation of the Constitution. So Nikki Haley in recent days clarified what some call a gaffe, omitting slavery when answering what caused the Civil War. Do you think, what do you think about her clarification on that? It was an incomprehensible word salad. And then she continues to really not make a lot of sense in what she's saying. Uh, and I think it's just an indication, you know, she's been very much fluffed by the media for the last six to eight weeks. Uh, let's see how she does when she actually faces scrutiny. And I think when she gets off her talking points, I think she has a much uh, more difficult task at that point. And part of it is when you get into these races and you're an elected official, what is your core foundation? And with me, my core foundation are the enduring principles that have made this country unique, our constitutional system. And that's just in my DNA as a candidate, as a governor, and will be as a president. I think for her, I don't think she has those core convictions. I think she's trying to tell people what she thinks they may want to hear in the moment uh, rather than just say uh, what, what the truth is. And you even hear this in some of her explanations now where she's saying that she's talking about her truth. No, 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 no. It's not so, your truth or my truth. It's right. the truth. And we need to be grounded in you, the truth. We got to throw yeah. this postmodernism out the window. Yeah, Governor, you're still two points ahead of her. You know, you know her, her message resonates with some folks. If you don't finish second in Iowa, there's going to be pressure for you to bow out of the race. Would you do that? We're going to win Iowa. Uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to take Iowa. Uh, I'm not worried about that. We're in this for the long haul. You, you know, you're talking about you need 13, 1400 delegates. Uh, there's a lot of real estate here and, and we're built for the long haul. And that's what we're going to do. 
Um, so should Governor Christie then or Vivek Ramaswamy drop out now that you believe? That's up to them. I mean, they, they can do what they want. Uh, I can tell you I'm running to win. That's the only uh, reason why I'm running. I know Nikki Haley will not rule out being vice president because, you know, she spends a lot of money attacking me. Uh, so is she trying to defeat president, uh, former President Trump or is she trying to be his vice president? She will not rule that out. But, you know, she's gotten a lot of support from these never Trumpers. They're viewing her as like the darling of never Trump. Yet she's positioning herself to, to potentially be in the running for that. I've categorically ruled out uh, uh, being VP. I think she should do. Nobody asked you. Nobody asked you. Eli, that's like the guy that's like you, 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 you go and say, hey, guys, we're going golfing. Uh, Eli, we're going to go golfing. John, you want to go golfing? Yeah. Brad, you want to go golfing? Cool. We got a nice foursome here. We're going to go golfing. And then this one guy comes in and goes, yeah, guys, I got my bag. I'm going to go golfing with you. No, nobody asked you. <laughs> Nobody cares about... I'm not going to be that. The only reason you've ruled out vice president is because you know that he would never ask you. So you're trying to act tough. You're trying to... You, you got to hold on to something. He would never ask you. You're sitting here complaining about Nikki Haley becoming vice president. He's not going to ask her either. What's up, Eli? My favorite part was when he was like, so, you know, you're off by like 40... Well, those numbers aren't being depicted accurately. It's 40 points, bro! <laughs> I could tell if it was four, maybe four points. Anyway, folks, the Epstein client list. Everybody wants to talk about the Epstein client list. Guess what names are on there, Eli? The ones that this document that's being shown around, this leaked document. I opened it up last night. Same names we read the other day. Same names we read to the people the other day. So I guess we have had it. And I guess Bill Clinton definitely is. On that list. As a matter of fact, he's named as Doe 36. John Doe. D-O-E 36. That's who Bill Clinton is on the Jeffrey Epstein client list. But it's not the client list, Eli, that I am so, um, that I want so much. We know, we've had the client list for years. We know the pilot client list or the flight logs, I'm saying. We know who went on it because we've had these flight logs forever. I want the sign-in list of the guests of Epstein's house, not his flight logs. Flight logs could be completely different than who was in that man's house on that man's island. Because there's flight logs that fly to places other than that island. There's flight logs where people jumped on for a ride. Oh, you're going to Atlanta from Atlanta to, to, to LAX? Let me hop on with you. Okay. And they're on the flight log. That's not what I want. I want the list of the people who visited the friggin' island. I want to know how many of them went to that island. Because if they were on that island, they were engaged in sex trafficking. They were engaged in pedophilia. They were engaged in sexual ritualistic, uh, disgusting um, sacrifices. They were engaged in sexual immoral stuff from top to bottom. I want who was on the island. All of this Epstein log client log list is, it's good, but it's just confirming what we already knew, that they were on some pilot flight log, pilot flight log. But Bill Clinton's office did respond to former President Bill Clinton being named in the Jeffrey Epstein court documents to be unsealed in the common, uh, coming weeks. 
quote, hundreds of sealed court filings pertaining to the late sex offender Jeffrey Epstein are set to be making public this week. And several prominent names, including Britain's Prince Andrew and former Bill Clinton, are expected to appear in the documents, according to ABC. ABC News says that Bill Clinton is named as Doe 36 in more than 50 redacted filings. Quote, former President Clinton, who ABC News has learned is identified as Doe 36, is mentioned in more than 50 of the redacted filings, according to court records. Several of those are sealed for redactive entries or resealed, excuse me, uh, for redactive entries are focused on an effort by uh, Jufri's lawyer in mid-2016, first reported by ABC. Uh, Clinton's office did not issue a new response to the documents unsealing and directed the Washington Examiner back to the 2019 statements regarding his relationship with Epstein from Clinton's spokesperson, Angela Urena. Clinton's office also reiterated that President Clinton has never been accused of any wrongdoing. If you say stuff like that and you're on these flight logs, oh, he's never been accused of any wrongdoing. Um, I'm accusing him. I'm accusing President Clinton of being a pedophile. President Bill Clinton is a pedophile and a rapist. Hillary Rodham Clinton is a murderer and a traitor. Does that make it clear? Eli, is there anything you'd like to accuse those two of? No, I think you pretty much covered it. Rapers, pedophiles, and murderers. That is what I, Jeremy Harrell, am accusing Bill Clinton and Hillary Rodham Clinton of being, take me to court, send me a letter to cease and desist, because I will not. Because I will not. Want to hear some good news, Eli? By the way, flight logs, they're great. As soon as we get the official flight logs, we'll read you names we've already read you. I want to know who was on the island. That's what I want to know. Now, swatting. We talked about swatting lately because Marjorie Taylor Greene and others, Rick Scott, they've all been swatted lately. And it's not good. It's not good. I don't like hearing about swatting in any capacity, Eli, but, but, and I know butts are for farting, Eli, but when you hear about George Soros being swatted, I kind of go like this. George Soros became the latest victim of a swatting prank call, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We are going to change the United States forever. We are going to hunt down all the Jews, and we are going to work for Hitler, and we are going to change America into 1930s Germany because I worked for Hitler finding Jews and killing Jews, and I will single-handedly with my son, he and I will control the United States of America, and you've been swatted. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Joe says, Jeremy, are you suicidal? Uh, Jay Garrow, no, I am not. (laughs) That's a good question, though. Uh, Yeah, he's a victim of swatting, ladies and gentlemen, over this weekend. In the latest series of high-profile swatting incidents, far-left billionaire George Soros became the victim of a prank 911 call at his estate in Southampton, New York. Southampton, NASA, the Germany. Uh, Eli, I just did that. Somebody's going to take that and go, look, look at this Trump supporter. Southampton Village police responded to a call reportedly made just before 9 p.m. Saturday. The unidentified caller claimed to have shot his wife and was threatening to commit suicide at the Soros Mansion and on Old Town Road. By the way, Old Town Road. 
Police response teams, including detectives and officers, were dispatched to the scene only to determine that the call was indeed a hoax after securing the premises and confirming with on-site security. The report turned out to be a bogus uh, prank call. Spoke to security, searched the premises. It was a negative problem, one cop said, responding to the scene. Lamison confirmed that the 93-year-old billionaire is the owner of the Long Island estate on Old Town Road, but was not home during the incident. Well, that's sad. Thought he'd come out, Eli, right? Jump out of the house, be like, what are all you doing here? What are you doing here? You brown shirt are supposed to work for me. Jewish families. No, it's not 40s anymore. It's not the 40s anymore. Please do not shoot. I will give you the name of all Jewish families hiding. No, no, no. It's 2024, George. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Anyway, we pray that uh, him and his family are doing just fine. Well, folks, I think it's the best thing that we should do is uh, to to ring out, uh, ring in the new year. Two performances that I want to show you that rang in the new year. One... From a com- uh, group called Gay Day. I mean, Green Day. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I thought their name was Gay Day. You know. Yeah. Eli, you saw what I'm talking about? What am I talking about here? Oh, Green Day. We're not MAGA. Anyway, Green Day, I thought they were all dead because nobody cared about their music when they were, you know, rocking. They were on Rockin' Eve with American Idiots. Uh, changed the name to American Idiots uh, to... I'm not part of your MAGA agenda. Good to know. We knew that anyway, but good, really good to know now. It helps separate the wheat from the chaff. Anyway, roll this. I'm not a part of your MAGA agenda. First of all, why do you sound British? He's always done that. What's his name? Joe. What's his name? Billy. Joel. Joe. Idol. Joe. What is it? Who cares what his name is? Queer. That's his name. Okay. I'm not a part of your MAGA agenda. We wouldn't let you be part of the MAGA agenda. You wouldn't even be able to walk through the front door. You wear eyeliner. What? You wear eyeliner, bro. Yeah. You wear eyeliner. If you came in talking about, I'm not a part of your MAGA agenda, we'd knock your teeth down your throat. You would not be part of the MAGA agenda. Thank you for not being part of the MAGA agenda. Eli, does anybody care? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, when I thought I couldn't see anything else for New Year's Eve performances, Eli, we get blessed with a man named Rob Van Winkle. If you don't know who Rob Van Winkle is, then you've been living under a rock for the last 40 years. Roll it. And listen, Trump is back with a brand new edition. MAGA, grab a hold of me tightly. Flows like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow to the extreme. I like a mic, like a van. Right, Eli? (laughs) Woo! Vanilla Ice performing at Mar-a-Lago. Ice, ice, baby. That's what we care about. Not, I don't want to be a part of your MAGA agenda. 
No, we're bringing it in fresh, ladies and gentlemen. Fresh to death with some ice, ice baby. Gotta love it. Maybe we'll remake the song. Maybe he'll remake the song. I don't know. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for her live from America today. Got me dancing in here and sweating. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. 6,000 people still live. Look, Kevin Smith is coming up with Loud Majority next. You're not going to want to miss that. Followed by Ryan Matta at 2 p.m. Followed by Alan Jacoby with America First Live at 3. Followed by Pete Santilli. Followed by Sean Farish. Followed by Will Johnson. The list goes on and on and on. Only here on LFA TV here on Rumble.com. So there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Continue to pray for our continue to pray for our websites as they've been hacked, but we are working to get them back up. Pray for our um, our well-being and our safety, and we'll do the same for you. I will see you tomorrow again at 9 a.m. and again at 11 for more Live from America and Rise Up. Till then, folks, keep a smile on your feet, face, keep your families close, and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. I love you. Peace out. Time.